Well, thanks again for listening to the Park Hills Podcast. If you want more info on the things that we are doing, go to parkhillschurch.com or the Park Hills Church app. What is happening, Alex? Hey, Chris. Are we uh, doing great? Life is great. Tons of greatness. Yeah. Are we going to tell everybody why we're here right now? No. Okay. We don't need to do that. It's been a frustrating podcasting week the last couple of weeks, though. But, but here we are. Yep, we're here. Rocking and rolling like nothing's happening. The Cubs are doing well. Tigers are not. So, Man, lost five in a row. Tells you something about life and... Where it's at, how you can't really take anything for granted these days. <laughs> you never know how it's going to go. You never know. They look, they look so promising at the beginning of this year. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? But as a Lions fan, I'm just, you know, I'm used to disappointment. So Yeah. As you, made, we, you made the mistake of sticking to your Detroit teams. Yeah, really. As we look forward to this season, everybody's coming up to me like, oh, you must be getting excited about the Lions. They're going to be good this year. I'm like, nope, we... We have been trained to not be excited. Yeah. We're just we're just waiting for the Lions to be the Lions. They always line it up somehow. Yep. Some way. You know, great teams, when you're losing, they just find ways to win. And the Lions, when they're winning, they just find ways to lose. Yep. Like, there's no way we could pull off a loss in this game. Oh, watch us. Yeah, they're really good at it. We can, we, we can figure that out. They're good at lionsing things. So, Mark 15, 42 through 47... You know, we we're working through sort of an apologetic of why we can trust this account and some of the things that go along with it. And one of the things that we didn't get into in this in this sermon is the fact that there have been a lot of individuals who have tried to tie Jesus to other ancient myths or other stories and I think that we probably need to do that a little bit here in the podcast. And so there are some stories throughout history that people have tried to attach to Jesus. And what I mean by that is they have found some story somewhere about some myth or something that has some elements that might very well be close to what Jesus did. (laughs) You know, that's basically like how to describe this, right? And then they get to the spot and they're like, well, this is what it is. So it's got to be that. And then they try to you know, diminish or degrade the, the biblical account with this. I think the the biggest one is probably Horus, um, which, you know, when we dive into this, there's a, there's a little meme that you sent me to kind of show me how this is done. So can you describe that meme for me? Yeah. But, and before we jump into the meme, I think the, the underlying thought here is if there are similarities between an ancient myth and Jesus, then it must mean Jesus isn't real. Right. And one of the things that we've talked about before is what's so interesting about all these is there is nobody who denies the reality. Well, not nobody, but very few people who deny the reality of a person named Jesus of Nazareth. Sure. Right. This, yep. this guy living, I mean, same with Muhammad, right? Like right. nobody says that person did not exist. Now there are plenty of people who say they didn't, they weren't who they claimed to be. Right. Jesus wasn't who he claimed to be, but 
all these ties to all these different deities from Egyptian mythology, Norse mythology, even some Roman mythology too. These are all like completely made up characters. There's no physical evidence of this person ever right existing so so there's a difference there <clears throat> so it's but, already not an apples to apples thing right if there's something else going on but so so the then the underlying thought as well if if jesus has some similarities to them so one one that pops around the internet and you see you know students or young adults or not even necessarily young adults but just people who are are thinking about their faith and in, in the bible will see this there's one here that compares jesus to horus Jesus being written 2,000 years ago, Horus being written 5,000 years ago, and says, so Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary, Horus is born of the Virgin Isis. Jesus' birthday is December 25th, Horus' birthday is December 25th. Uh, the North Star led the wise men to meet Jesus when he was born. The Eastern Star led three wise men to Horus when he was born. Uh, Jesus was taken to Egypt to escape the wrath of Herod. Horse was taken to Egypt to escape the wrath of Typhon, I think is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they both taught in the temple as a child. They both were baptized. Jesus by John the Baptist, Horus by Anup the Baptizer. And they performed miracles. They walked on water. Uh, Jesus raised, raised Lazarus. Horus raised a guy named El Azurus from the dead. They both were transfigured on a mount. They both were called the way, the truth, the light. They both were called Messiah, God's anointed son, son of man, good shepherd, lamb of God, the word, the shining star, the light of the world, crucified and buried in a tomb and resurrected. And so the, the idea is, well, look, they just... They took the historical person, Jesus, took the Horus mythology sure. and just applied it to Jesus and then created a religion. You know, it's just the the new rebirth of the religion. So people will see this and they'll be like, well, wait a minute. Jesus isn't exclusive. He isn't truly God's son because right. he's just a retelling of the Horus myth. So we get that all the time. Chris, how do we respond to that? Yeah. So I usually respond to that with No. That's my first, <laughs> you know, no, that's just not true. Second, I think back to the point that you made a second ago, and this is incredibly important, is we actually have written record of what happened to Jesus, and we have eyewitnesses that are telling us what happened with Jesus. What's also interesting about little memes like this that float around the Internet is half of the details in this aren't even accurate. Right. So, for example, I don't think the Bible – is even pointing us to December 25th being the birthday of Jesus. So we celebrate on December 25th for various reasons. Uh, Some of them are ridiculous, and I've shared this on other podcasts, but I'll bring it up again here today. There's this ancient myth of the sun dying on the the winter solstice, right? That's the shortest day of the year. Mm -hmm. So in some sense, if you're in the northern hemisphere, the sun dies that day. A few days after the sun starts to rise again, then you would celebrate. Well, that's December 25th. That's right around that same time frame. And so the early Christians sort of took that and they attached Jesus' birth date to to that celebration, which isn't the worst thing to do because the rising of the sun, we would just change the letter, right, to S-O-N instead of Mm -hmm. S-U. I'm just kidding. This is just an English way of looking at it. But but there's this thing there that – Okay, that's a great opportunity for us to celebrate the birth of the Savior. The problem is the Bible, for various reasons, not the least of which the fact that the shepherds are in the fields by night, they probably aren't in the fields in December. Right. So we're probably looking at earlier fall, you know, mid-September, somewhere in there. 
uh, as a better date. And we all know that that's true, but we still celebrate on December 25th. That doesn't mean his birthday was on December 25th. So that alone is one of those things that I, I read this chart and I'm like, I see what they're trying to do here, but they've missed it. Uh, yeah. I, and some of those, I would say, were borrowed from other religions or thoughts or ideas and applied to Christianity. You know, I, I think one that I think of a lot is people will come and say, well, did you know the term Easter right. is Ishtar, which was a Babylonian deity? It's it's a festival to Ishtar. Why do we celebrate Easter? We celebrate Resurrection Day. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like the, But you can see how the early church took a holiday and was like, well, we don't want to celebrate Ishtar. We're going to celebrate Jesus' resurrection. So right. yeah, it's it's roughly the same time of year. It's not on the exact same time, but hey, everyone already already likes this. So we're just going to celebrate Jesus' resurrection on Ishtar instead of, mm-hmm. you know, and that doesn't mean that, oh, we're, we're worshiping Ishtar. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that Jesus wasn't real because there's some connection. So there's that level of like, yeah, some of these are connected. That doesn't mean Jesus isn't real. Right. But then some of them are just like out of nowhere. Yeah. No, it's quite a leap if you think about it. If you just step back and think about what what they just did there, they're saying that because there might be a myth that has something to do with something that the church then sort of took over and made it their own, that somehow that makes the whole thing not real. Just think through the logic of that. That doesn't really fit. Now, the other side of it is people might say, well, the church is just trying to cover up and destroy other religions and blah, 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 blah. I would admit to most people that come to talk to me one-on-one, we haven't always had the best track record. There's a lot of things the church yeah. has done in the past that I don't agree with that aren't even Christian, that, that don't match up with maybe what Jesus would have taught or what he would have wanted. But I'm not responsible for what happened a thousand years ago. I'm responsible for how I follow Jesus and how the church that I help lead follows Jesus. So we can kind of wipe all that away and just say, listen, it, yep, I get it. You know, it is its mm-hmm. thing. But when I go back to this this meme, there's so many things like this that float around the internet. And the second thing I would say, so I think we gave you a couple ideas. First, look at the details. The details don't really line up. And if you're really honest and you dig in a little bit, you'll find out, no, there's nothing that really matches up. Secondarily, most of these details don't even, they, they, they aren't there. And with the guy like Horace, which first of all was a god, <laughs> so he's not even a real person. Uh, the Egyptians didn't believe him to be a real person. So Horus, there's no, there's no record of Horus actually existing. That, that back to your point that you made a little bit ago. But then secondarily, and I think perhaps most important, is there's very few written things or anything about Horus whatsoever. So whenever I read something that says he was called this, 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 so like the way, the truth, and the life, the Messiah, the God's anointed son, I can almost guarantee you that Horus was not called those things because those would not be Egyptian terms that would be used in any right. regard. Messiah is no. a Hebrew word. Totally. Yeah. So there's whoever made this meme doesn't even necessarily know what they're talking about. They just grabbed stuff and, and pulled it together and sort of tried to make it work. And I am able to look at that and go, oh, I know that that's not true. But, you know, it is what it is. And then, like, the last thing, the the fact that... Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead and he raised someone named El Azar us. That is just of like, even if that's true, who cares? Like that's the most ridiculous thing that I've ever heard in my life. So I start with looking at things very critically. And and I do this with the Bible too. We, you and I talk about it a lot. We, we are digging through passages sometimes that really are stumping us and we're kind of wrestling with them and we're looking at them critically. We're saying, what is this really saying? What is it doing? What is it trying to accomplish? 
And when I see memes like this, I do that same thing. First of all, I say, you know what? Hey, I, I don't know that I can buy this. Second, I start to look closer at the details and I go, no, it doesn't really match up. And then third, I start to think even more critically and I go, there's no way that any of this works. And then I go, all right, so then I'm going to throw this out and push it aside. But it doesn't deal with the fact, and I do feel like we need to do a little bit of this on the podcast, it doesn't deal with the fact that there are some stories that do match up to Jesus, and what do we do with those? Yeah, I think uh, part of that is, you know, like we like we talked about, um, some of those stories do have similarities to things in the Bible because as Christians post-Jesus, we've adopted some things and just kind of made them our own, whether or not that's good or bad. Uh, but another th- another thing that we've talked about is as these, you know, I think specifically of like prophecies are unfolding. Mm-hmm. Satan knows what those prophecies are. Satan knows what is coming there. You know, we have prophecies in Isaiah, well, even all the way back to Genesis of what the rescuer is going to look like. Not to get like really crazy, but, uh, you know, Satan and his demons are at work in the world. And so what are some things, Chris, that maybe Satan and his demons are doing when they're hearing prophecies about Jesus? Yeah. I mean, if I were hearing prophecies about God sending his son into the world to do something different, or if I, if I read, you know, Isaiah 40 through 66 about how one day Israel will send a suffering servant who's going to do things differently, what I might do is either I don't know how to describe it without sounding crazy, but if if someone is worshiping another god, whether that be Satan or whatever, if that individual then is filled with ideas from a spirit being, those ideas aren't necessarily true, but they could happen, mm-hmm. right? So if, if if that being understands the teachings of God better than maybe a human would, I can imagine a scenario where and this is true in the ancient world where you have myths that are very similar all the way throughout all of history in multiple different cultures that all say something very similar to each other. And then Jesus being the real story when that time comes through. So let's say that there was a myth in Egypt that did, did sound a lot like Jesus. And then let's look at maybe there's a myth in Babylon that looks a lot like Jesus or China or so on and so forth. And what's crazy is I could make a case that the deceiver is actually doing a job of showing everybody this is what God is going to do because he knows the scriptures better than we do. And then he sort of tries to cut God off at the pass by doing his own version of the story rather than what's true. And then what's interesting is then when the time comes that Jesus would come along, people 2,000 years later would be like, well, look what Jesus did. All he did was copy all these other things, which ironically, all those other things are actually copying what Jesus was ultimately going to do. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It's like... Explain it better for people, please. (laughs) Well, it's kind of like the timeline. We think like whoever came first must have been the real one or something along those lines. And so, well, if there's a story about somebody being born of a virgin and then Jesus comes, you know, that that happens 2000 BC and then Jesus comes around, you know, the first century and they're like, well, this is 2000 years old. That one must be true because Jesus came later. What you're saying is that these prophecies and revelations from God himself were made known before all of that. Mm -hmm. And so Satan very easily could know those prophecies and then kind of insert his version of them as he reveals, you know, we've kind of talked about this, I think, in in the podcast before about, you know, when, for example, the Vikings are worshiping 
these deities that they've created or the Egyptians, right? Mm -hmm. Are these like completely made up or is there some spiritual force at work that is, you know, say you have, uh, you know, their version of a priest and that priest is trying to get in touch with the spirit world mm -hmm. and is in touch with the demon. Like demon possession is a real thing and demons are real right. things. Right. And so you have this, this, you know, whatever necromancer, whatever you want to call them is in communication. And then these, you know, what we call Thor or Anubis or Ra, these are demons. They know p b bits and pieces of the true story. So they start inserting that into mm -hmm. their own story mm -hmm. so that it looks like they predate. And so that I, I'm not going to say that, you know, that, or I am going to say that could be a very real yeah. possibility to some of these stories. But then the other thing I think that we can talk about too is if some of these things, not not talking specifically about like prophecies of Jesus now, but some of the historical events show up in a lot of different scriptures. Like one I think of is a worldwide flood. And so all these different um, right. Right. religious traditions have a worldwide flood, like the Babylonian uh, Epic of Gilgamesh, right? Yep. That's Babylonian. Yep. Yep. You know, they say, well, it's, look, every religion made up a flood. Well, if every religion has it, maybe it really did happen. Right. And all these spinoff religions that grow as time goes on, they're all referencing the same thing. Right. So I think that almost gives credence to that, yep. some of those historical events happening, like a worldwide flood, for example. Yeah, I think to me that's the more compelling possibility. And so as I grew up in the faith, there were a lot of things that were just taught to me, and I, I know this is true with you too. They were just taught to me, and I just accepted them as truth because they were told to me. It was weird for me and a little disconcerting to find out that some of these things do exist in other religions. It, that That's mm -hmm. just true. It was disconcerting for me. But where I landed and where I settled was, no, I think the Bible's telling the true story. The problem is all of those other faiths or whatever are telling a similar version of the same story. But then the question comes back to, so then what really happened? Yeah. Right? So back to your point, like if a worldwide flood really did occur, which I, I think it did, and of course that would make an impact on all of humanity. And right. why wouldn't Noah's children tell Noah's children's 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 children all the way down the line? Why wouldn't this story just be there? And who's stopping a, uh, first of all, you know, a bad human from telling the story differently than the way God would want it to be told? First of all, that, right. that alone is enough for me to go, yeah, it's possible that this just got corrupted by humans along the way. Right. I mean, thankfully, nobody ever today would retell a story with their own motives behind it. It's crazy. That's, uh, I'm just so glad nobody would ever do that. It's just wild. But then when you add in the spirit element, which the Bible is very clear that the spiritual world exists and is active, if that's the case, who's to say that you couldn't have a dream as a priest or a priestess of some other faith where you are in touch with a demon or, or you're seeing them on some type of, you know, you have some kind of hallucination where suddenly you're talking to someone who tells you, well, no, this is really the true story. Mm -hmm. And what I find amazing, and, and this is this was a big clincher for me dealing with, with the idea of, of Jesus, the big clincher for me was even some of the biggest skeptics of Jesus have no problem bearing that he's existed, like that he existed. And you said that in the beginning of the podcast, the fact that he existed has to be wrestled with. And if he existed and the fact that his books were written faster than say Horace, for example, right? right? Horace never even existed. So it doesn't really matter when they wrote it down because it wasn't true. But with Jesus, we have stuff written within the lifetime of the people that are around him. Right. So they could have said, that's not true, that's not true, that's not true. That didn't happen. If anything, you have those people giving up their lives 
to say this is exactly what happened. That alone was enough for me to say, maybe there's more to this Jesus thing than I thought. And then as I looked at some of the other faiths and read some of their books, I realized the Bible reads different than the rest of them. Mm-hmm. So there's something realer, if that was a word, about the Bible. I'm going to put my hope in that, not in these other faiths. And that's kind of what helped me land where I landed with Jesus. Yeah, and I think I think one of the things that gives a lot of weight to Jesus' story also is that Jesus didn't write anything down himself. And we don't just get one author's opinion of himself. We have a collection of multiple sources writing the story of Jesus that are all lining up, that are all in agreement, all in agreement with, with his message, his point, his purpose. You know, it's not, it's not just like Jesus came and like wrote a really good book and then told everybody, Hey, follow me because I said so. He did that. He said, follow me because I said so. But you have multiple people who are like, yeah, he, he did say these things. This is what really happened. We were there. We saw it. We wrote it all down and they all get his message the same. Mm -hmm. You don't have Mark who's saying, well, Jesus's message was really something different. And Matthew saying, well, no, he was the, you know, the Jewish Messiah only, but not to other people because Matthew is Jewish. And then you've got, you know, Luke, who's not Jewish, who's like, no, he had a different bent on it. You know, it's different perspectives, right? But we're all seeing the same message. I think that gives a lot of credence to to Jesus not being just a copy of some other, other ancient religion. Yeah, I'm with you. So if you're interested in this kind of thing or you want to go deeper, you, apologetics is what you're looking for. So if you go online and just type in apologetics, you'll find a bunch of websites. But, uh, you know, I think some of the easier ones that we would point out to people, I think, what was the one that you mentioned the other day? Cross-examined. Does that sound right? Uh, no, there, I, I'm looking at an article on patheos.com, although Patheos. I, yep. I don't know theirs. Uh, what was the other one? Cold Case Christianity. That Cold was. Case Christianity. I'll occasionally go to, to Cross-Examined. I'll occasionally go to apologetics.com or apologeticspress.org. These are all things, and the word apology there isn't doesn't mean that you're actually saying sorry. It means you're building a defense for something. It, you're explaining why you believe what you believe. So apologize can be helpful, but I, I think the thing that I would leave people with is we can trust the Bible, and we can trust that Jesus not only existed, but some of these crazy myths out there, he's not really stepping on their toes. He's the better story. Agreed. Agreed.